1: I've never been what you'd call a gamer. Sure, I own a console. It's outdated by now. I like to play the odd game, but that's about it. I'm almost 40. Old enough now that when I was at the height of my gaming years, all that really entailed was getting together with friends to play Mario or Castlevania. Maybe Sonic, if a friend had a Genesis, which no one does anymore. Keeping up with the latest trends in gaming was never interesting to me. I have a lot of interest reading, watching movies and television, listening to music. But gaming? Eh, It was never a hobby, and more like a pastime. Like most pastimes, I don't really understand when someone makes a lifestyle out of it. Today, the gaming scene isn't aimed at the casual gamer. You get accused of being a noob if you aren't up to date on everything. It's almost a religion, really. So I leave it alone, and I have been content to do so for several years now. For the most part, the gaming world has also left me in peace. There was one time, however, when the gaming world decided not to leave me in peace. In fact, the whole experience was enough to turn me off to gaming for life. It happened at a pretty low time in my life. I had just had my ex-wife file for a divorce from me, and I had moved back in with my parents while looking for a new place to live. I'd recently gotten a new job after the one I had been at fired me for all the time I missed due to divorce proceedings. My new job was a systems analyst for a major company. I was one of many, a cog in the machinery, but I had been in a few jobs like this in the past and they all operated differently. Some of them you only had to care about while you were there, others were expecting you to bring your work at home with you, and I had not figured out which kind of job this was. So when the call came and I didn't immediately recognize the voice or the number, my first inclination was that it was probably someone at work. My mother answered it and I heard from across the room. A male voice asked if Brendan was there. Mom handed me the phone. Hello, I answered. Hello, is this Brandon Coates? Yes, who is this? Um, I need to confirm some codes. At this point, I still thought it was a work call. I didn't recognize the voice at all, but I didn't know everyone at the office just yet. Maybe this guy needed me to confirm my employee ID or something, or perhaps he needed to make sure I had all the access I needed for the systems I was going to be helping maintain. Uh, What sort of codes? I asked. Look, the fucking codes you provided aren't working, said the voice. At this point, I began to realize this wasn't a work call. I was momentarily stunned, unsure how to respond to this jackass who was already getting hostile with me. His next words removed any doubt that he'd gotten the wrong Brandon Coates. For NBA Live on Xbox 360 I'm only barely aware of the game system called Xbox. I've never played a game on it, nor did I ever plan to. Also. My job had nothing whatsoever to do with game systems. I'm sorry, I said, I'm pretty sure you have the wrong number. Don't fucking lie to me. The dude was really angry now, more angry than he should have been over something as simple as dialing the wrong person in the phone book. You're Brandon Coates. You said so. Now fix these goddamn codes or fuck you fucking brain daddy punk. Okay, I said, I'm hanging up now, don't call me again. He was still yelling as I hung up. I didn't give the matter a second thought, likely the guy was just pissed and said some things in the heat of anger that he would regret when he calmed down later. But a couple of days later, I got another call. This time my father answered it, and after a moment handed the phone to me with a concerned expression on his face. I took it and said hello again the voice on the phone was not the same man who called before Brandon Coates Um, speaking listen fuck you brain daddy you're a fraud and a joke if I see you again you're fucking dead I couldn't help it I got pissed listen fuck nugget you've got the wrong guy I told your buddy a few days ago that I'm not the Brandon Coates you're looking for And this call is harassment." Yeah? You like it? Wanna suck my D? I hung up. I almost couldn't muster the restraint to keep from hurling the phone across the room. Who are these people, Brandon? My father asked. The look on his face made me realize that he was concerned not for his son who was being harassed for the crime of sharing a name with another guy, but concerned about his son who might be involved in something dangerous. I hadn't said anything to them about the last call other than wrong number, but a second call from an obviously different person, cursing me out and threatening me. Dad was sitting close enough to me that I know he heard the other person's threat. His suspicions were raised. My parents and I get along okay, but to say they haven't always been on board with things I pursue is an understatement. For one, they were against my marrying my ex-wife to begin with, and several times in my life I had money problems. I could tell by the way my father asked, who are these people, that he finally expected me to answer as if I knew. He likely thought that they were moneylenders or worse, wondered if I'd started selling drugs or something. The truth, in this case, would truly set me free, at least as far as he was concerned. They think I'm this other guy who has the same name, I said. They keep on calling me Brain Daddy. They think I'm involved with the Xbox 360 or something. I have no idea what they want, but they won't believe they have the wrong guy. Well, these calls need to stop, son, said Dad, the tone in his voice exactly the same as the one he used to use when I was in school. These bad grades need to stop, son. Just the same tone. Like the calls were my fault. I honestly didn't know what to do. Contrary to whatever my father's suspicions are, I have never been involved in any criminal activity and I didn't know how to deal with the harassing phone calls. Also, a naive part of me thought the calls would stop on their own. That sounded like the easiest way to deal with it. And for about a week it was. And then, one Saturday, when I had nothing else to do and both parents were gone, the phone rang. I took one look at the caller ID and let it ring. The number and the caller's name were blocked. It would most probably be someone calling for mom or dad. I had made it a point to not answer their phone if they weren't there. After all, I had a cell phone and most people who needed to contact me would use that. My parents were very old fashioned people. They don't have voicemail. In this case, it was probably a good thing they didn't. Or it would have been them that heard the message. They still had an answering machine. As if it were still 1988. And, like all answering machines, it didn't give a shit about privacy. Blasting through the house, loud enough that two senior citizens could hear it no matter which room they were in, came the following message Ring Daddy, drawled in a gravelly voice. The person on the other end sounded either like they had just woken up or was drunk, or had a bad cold.
0: I saw you at Game Con, so beautiful. It was like lightning through my penis, man.
1: You're gonna take my dick up your ass so soon. There was more, but it was just muffled curse words. I let it finish, and then I immediately erased the message. I decided it was time to get serious, clearly. They weren't going to stop. I could hardly believe what was going on. These people, all of them sounding like young men in their early twenties, tops, had taken what I was starting to realize was an online vendetta way over the line. Their actions were bordering on illegal, and I knew I had to do something before they decided to, well, who knows show up at my parent's doorway armed? I fired up my laptop and Googled Brandon Coates, Brain Daddy. Search results were plentiful. The first three hits were nothing close to what I was looking for, but the third had the headline, Brain Daddy Brandon Coates gives his opinion on Call of Duty Black Ops. There was more, but that was all I needed. Clearly this was the guy that the assholes calling me had thought they had reached. I opened the link and read a little way. It turns out there was a guy in my city, a really young guy by comparison, who did indeed have my name and who was apparently quite the gaming guru. I never heard of him because I wasn't a gamer, but if I were, there is no way I wouldn't have known who Brain Daddy was. He had a following on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and several gaming websites, wherein he would offer advice, reviews, offer cheat codes, etc. Apparently, he was one of the most sought-after game reviewers in my area. He had to have made friends. With some of the most influential names in the gaming scene, and from what I was starting to pick up on, he also had several enemies. Finding his email with no challenge, as luck would have it. He did have it listed on his Facebook page. It was probably a business address, maybe one that he didn't even personally check, but I didn't care. Even if one of his subordinates read it, They would at least take the message I was about to send seriously. Mr. Coates, you don't know me, but we have the same name, and apparently this is enough for several severely misguided people to confuse us. Over the past few weeks, I have received several harassing, threatening phone calls from people who believe I'm you. I neither know nor care what you did to piss them off so badly. But I urge you to take action to get this all to stop. You appear to have the resources to contact your followers and if I were you, I would use those resources to inform them that they had been contacting a person with your name and behaving in an illegal manner. If these calls do not stop, my next stop is legal action. I have a feeling you don't want that. I urge you to take this seriously. These calls stop or you'll hear from my lawyer. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Why blame him for this? Why threaten him with legal action? After all, it wasn't him that had made the calls. No, it wasn't. But I know a thing or two about online flame wars and I know that generally when it's reached a level like this, obviously had, both parties likely share blame. If legal action was being threatened, this other Brendan Coates would take me seriously. It turns out, I really, really should not have done that. The next call was not to my parents' house. It was to my cell phone. I wasn't able to answer when the call came through. I was at work. In fact, I didn't even see the call until my lunch break when I checked my phone and saw a waiting voicemail. My call history showed one missed call, naturally. It was a blocked number. I had no way of reaching the person who had left me this message. Of course, I knew who it was. My heart was hammering my chest more with anger than with fear, but I was a little afraid too. Whoever these assholes were, they had gotten a hold of my unlisted cell phone number, which I had only recently acquired after changing cities to move in with my parents, that is, and which I had in no way, shape, or form put online, or even in an email. I went to my car and retrieved the message. I sat there, feeling hotter than I should, considering it was snowing outside, and listened. The voice that spoke was deep, raspy, haggard, and barely qualified as human, Hello, Mr. Brandon
0: Coates, aka Brain Daddy. Obviously, you don't know what's good for you. You think you can fuck with us, but you're wrong. We know where you live. We've watched you sleep. We're watching you right now as you sit in your car. You will never see us, but we will always see you. You belong to us now, fuckball. Your worst nightmare has only just
1: begun. Cold sweat broke out all over me. I was shaking. Never in my life had I felt such fear. My head began to whip around, looking at everyone who was passing by where my vehicle sat. Just on the side of the road, less than a block from my office. The guy in a gray suit. Was he looking at me? No. He was looking behind my car at a female jogger. What about that seemingly benign homeless man just a few feet away? Or what about that guy about to cross the street? My gaze went past the man waiting to cross. Behind him was a silent tall figure staring straight at my car. No one else seemed to notice him, but I couldn't help it. He was short, almost dwarfish, and his proportions were strange. One arm was longer than the other, and his head and neck sat at a strange place on his body, almost to his shoulder. He was wearing a Halloween werewolf mask. In shock, I straightened in my seat and blinked my eyes a few times. When I looked again, he was gone. My phone rang just then. It sounded to my stressed ears like an air raid siren.
0: We've let you see us, Brain Daddy. I hope you understand we mean business
1: now. I swallowed. Clearly, this person would not be threatened by legal action. What do you want? I croaked. We want you. Said the voice. To die. There was silence on the other end for a while. I thought the person had hung up. And then...
0: But first, we will kill your parents. First, your mom and then your dad, so he can watch her die. Then we're gonna kill your cheating whore of a wife. Then we're gonna kill your brother. When everyone you care about is gone, we're gonna kill you.
1: Why, I heard myself ask, as if from far away. Why are you doing this? Because you don't know who to
0: fuck with and who not to fuck with, brain daddy. You don't know the kind of deep well of shit you've disturbed. Apparently, nobody told you the kinds of things we can do. Or maybe you don't believe we can do them. I hope you believe now, brain daddy."
1: I swallowed again. I was totally dry, so it felt like my throat was rubbing against sandpaper. I thought this was about cheat codes or something always start small, said the voice. It kept getting deeper and more evil-sounding if Satan ever spoke to me. I imagine this is what his voice would sound like. High-minded shits like you think you could scam
0: and scam and never get caught? We're here to show you just how wrong you are. You have no idea how
1: badly you fucked up. The line went dead. I spent the rest of that week in a cloud of fear and misery. I could hardly eat. I could barely even breathe. I didn't dare call the police or try to warn my loved ones of what was happening to me. I knew they were watching. I knew that one false move from me would only hasten the punishment they felt I was due. I spent most of my time at home staring at my laptop screen, wondering what I could possibly do to end this hell I had found myself in through no fault of my own. And then, in the corner of my screen, a chat window opened. I hadn't used MSN chat for over a year. Most of the people I used to get in contact with were no longer a part of my life. I had forgotten that the program was in my startup list and constantly running in the background. At the sight of it. I felt the panic rise. My vision blurred, and for an instant I was certain it was these people again. These faceless people who were always watching. But the screen name was Brain Daddy. Here's a copy and paste of our chat. It was still logged in under my now ancient screen name, Drink PBR. Brain Daddy. I'm so sorry, dude. Drink PBR. What the fuck, man? I can't stop what's happening. I'm real sorry. What's happening? I can't breathe. I'm afraid to go outside. It's complicated, man. I can't really explain. I never meant it to hurt people. Dude, I warned you that if you didn't make this stop, I'd get the police involved. Who are these people? Nothing the police can do. Well, what the hell does that supposed to mean? Brain Daddy. Listen. I don't have much time to explain. They were after him but I panicked and I told them it wasn't me. I saw your name come up on Facebook and I said it was me. Okay. First, your ass is so sued. Second, your smug fucking face is plastered all over these gaming sites. How did you manage to tell them I'm you? brain daddy? They don't see like we do. Not really. Can't explain much better. They're not like us. They love to play games, but they hate it when you offend them. Told them once to go fuck themselves, now they want me dead. No, they want me dead asshole and they're watching me right now. So don't tell me they don't see. They hear you and they smell you, but they don't see. Like I said, it's complicated. That's why I'm messaging you. If you don't talk, they don't know. Just tell me who they are. I don't want to spend the rest of my life afraid. No, that's not how this works. You don't get to escape. They say they're coming for you, then you're dead. You escaped them by telling them I was you. Got lucky. There was another Brendan Coates in my city. But we're the only two. Except he was quite wrong about that. He was the only Brendan Coates in the city. I was, in fact, born Warren Brandon Coates Jr. I went by Brandon because my father went by Warren. I quickly logged off the chat room and went back to work. I went to my Facebook page and changed my name to Warren Coates Jr. I did the same to my Twitter name, my LinkedIn resume, and my email address. I changed the voicemail message on my phone to, you've reached Warren, etc. I pulled out my driver's license and smiled seeing that my real name Red Coates Worn Brendan Jr., and I waited. It wasn't until the next day that I heard from them again. I let the phone ring. Eventually, it went to voicemail. I waited for over an hour before I had the courage to retrieve the message. It was the same voice, but the tone of his message was light and friendly. Oh, sorry. I must have the wrong person. I've never heard from them again. After a few years, I was able to relax and finally convinced that I was safe. Yesterday, I googled Brandon Coates, brain daddy again. The first hit was his obituary. That suited me just fine. Fuck him anyway.